0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Hey, everybody. gay Golasso, pod, CBS Sports. Luis Miguel out. here. we got a very special episode today as a big announcement from CONCACAF, Liga MX, and MLS. They made a big announcement. A new launch from 2023. The League's Cup will include all 47 teams from both leagues. It's a major announcement, a massive tournament that has a ripple effect on not just those two leagues, but also the entire region. So we'll discuss. I have uh, great, great interviews coming up. Uh, At the end of this podcast, we'll have Wiesel Vasquez and Jimmy Conrad discussing today's news. But first, to begin with, three great interviews with CONCACAF president, Victor Montegliani, as well as MLS commissioner, Don Garber, and of course, Liga MX president, Mikel Arriola. Now, uh, a word of edit, a note here. The audio at times is not fantastic. As you can imagine, a lot of moving parts in a day like this, we had to uh, play around with some equipment. So please forgive us for the quality, but I can guarantee you that the access is fantastic. Thank you so much for sticking around with CBS Sports, Kegel Lasso Pod. Don't forget to follow us on Kegel Lasso Pod and so much more. But this is a very special episode from CONCACAF, MLS, and Liga MX. And it begins right now. Hey everybody, uh Podcast, CBS Sports HQ, Luis Miguel Echegaray, and it's my pleasure. We're going to have a fun one right now with MLS Commissioner Don Garber. Don, how are you, my friend? You sure this will
0: be fun? It's, it's always fun <laughs> with me, Don. It's always, <laughs> right, first of all, yeah. congratulations. Thanks very much. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling great. You know, what a good day today. You know, we've got a great announcement. It's fun. It's exciting. It's outside the box. You know, that's what we love about this sport. You know, you can do some unique and fun things and... Uh, We look forward to it. Well, you know, you mentioned outside the box. It is an
1: interesting concept, right? You're going to spend a whole month in the summer from 2023 where Italy, MX, and MLS teams will combine for a tournament. I'm wondering, Don, and let me be the uh, devil's advocate here. 2019s by that time comes, right, in MLS. How's that going to work with so many teams together?
0: We'll play in a format we'll announce shortly. That'll make sense to everybody when we announce it. But at least we have more opportunities to win. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. We need that.
1: Is this your way of saying, look, we're not having a merger, but this is our version of a merger?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, you know, We're not having a merger. That will never happen. Uh, but what's the benefit of a merger? It's interleague play. So here's a, an opportunity at Southampton official, you know, CONCACAF sanctioned, meaningful games, a qualification for the CONCACAF Champions League. These are not exhibitions which happen a lot in our country. This is a real competition, a real tournament.
1: A real one. Listen, something that's very close to my heart and I think close to a lot of people as well is just how MLS continues the most diverse uh, sports league in North America. I think people need to remember that. But also the fact that Liga MX contains such a massive audience in the U.S. because of the Mexican community, the Mexican population. How much does this help, do you think, MLS as well towards its Latino audience and the Hispanic audience in the country?
0: You know, partnerships, great partnerships have you know deliver value to both partners right so in this case you know MX obviously has a lot of fans here and MLS has a lot of fans a lot of stadiums a lot of of great infrastructure a lot of great partners a lot of people who really care about our league and a big commercial market so you think about all the things that we could provide and all the things that they could provide and that's why it's has to a great partnership
1: so what do you think you you know as we're taping ahead of uh, Leon against sounders what have you learned from both the Leagues Cup and Campeones Cup, do you think uh, specifically, you know, as you work closer to, no, of course, Ligue an in,
0: in fans, great fan passion in competition between our two leagues. We see it also in competition between our national teams. You know, we are, when, when we combine with the, uh, the, the, the sort of the passion of the Mexican fan or the, the Hispanic or Latino fan, and you put that together with all of the following in our league it begins to look like a rivalry with some of the other more traditional major leagues here in uh, North America. So it's rocket fuel. It gets us there faster.
1: Do you think that, because obviously you know, during the time you know, when we saw Sporting Kansas City putting a weaker team against Leon, do you think this summer-long project where you pause both domestic leagues, both domestic seasons, at least that creates a situation where you have to put out your stronger yeah, squad because that's going to help, right?
0: I mean, that that w- was not something that we thought was right at that time, but but it was an exhibition, you know, it was a friendly, when it's a real competition, there's money on the line, there's pride on the line, there's qualification for the Champions League on the line, then you will really see both leagues putting their best teams best rosters forward,
1: yeah. This is probably a question for all three, but I guess you know, is there a plan to maybe do Liga MX femenil and WSL kind of competitions yeah, for that a good, It's a
0: good question, but Premature for that, but it certainly would make sense to look at it.
1: Yeah, are we looking at more expansion teams? Are you thinking that beyond 2023? We've got obviously some other yeah, cities know, coming in,
0: left, so we'll uh, we're working hard on that. Uh, well, number 30, well, Don Garber, MLS Commissioner. Thanks so much. Same, take care, Luis. It's a pleasure to
1: have Liga MX president Miquel Arriola. Miquel, how are you? How are you? Very good, Luis Miguel.
2: Very uh, happy to be here.
1: Well, see, it's great because we're going to do a little Spanglish, maybe. But we'll begin in English. We'll just begin in English. Listen, you've said that Liga MX should be growing twice as fast as it has been. What do you think has been, perhaps, you know, lack of a better word, holding the league back? Has COVID been a ma- major issue? as Is there other
2: factors? Well, I think COVID uh, didn't help um i think COVID uh, was related mainly to the game day uh, income however we were growing since maybe 10 years ago in a um, acceptable uh, percentage but this percentage was inertial five percent a year if you compare the growth of uh, mls mls is growing 20 percent a year so uh we share uh, something in common, which is uh, uh, something which is unique. That we are a market where Mexico is a net exporter of football to the U.S. And uh, the the analysis and the diagnosis is that we have to maximize our income here in the United States. Uh, But we have to do that... uh, by means of a common policy with CONCACAF and with MLS we only compete in the stadiums but we want to generate growth together and if we um, acknowledge that we have 60 million fans here that our fans consume 2 to 1 uh, television uh, games compared to Mexico we know that we have a huge opportunity and that we know also that our teams are transversal in the US territory
1: So, Leagues Cup is obviously a good example of that from 2023, including every club in Liga MX and of course MLS. The other question I had, I guess, was what has, and I asked this of Don in terms of MLS to Liga MX, but what has Liga MX learned from MLS?
2: Obviously the great models of governance, of corporate governance, of financial balance and of economic control. Uh, I can add another model, which is amazing, which is the commercialization Mm. that you make. So we want to be near from that because obviously when you generate a partnership, you learn. You learn the the better of your partner and the best, I'm sorry. So uh, that's that's very important for us because we have sent these very important messages of economic control. And during the last semester, we received uh, very important foreign investment coming from the U.S., so that's a message that we're doing uh, the, the right things.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if you go to California, Texas, even the Club America, the Chivas fans, they're just everywhere. There's uh, the strategy to also promote and create content in English also for Mexican-American fans. Is that a major p- part of uh, you know the strategy that can help the league grow?
2: Of course, uh, Luis Miguel, we know that uh, we have uh, the, the Mexican original fans, but uh, our uh, Mexican colleagues have generated their lives here, their families, and their traditions. So we have to generate content in English for that uh, fan base.
1: Does it bother you that you see Alan Polido over here, Chicha over here? Do, or, or does that mean, well, what's better for good is better for over there as well? Is that well, both a strategy as well?
2: I, I really admire those guys. Mm. They are great players. And I wish uh, they could play in our league. But my uh, obligation is to generate competition for them uh, from this side. So um, I think that these cases are going to be repeated and repeated uh, in the future and um, what we wish is to generate or deliver a better product for the fans here in the u.s and for the fans in mexico
1: and the final question Mikel, would there be the same strategy that you think about when it comes to liga mx femenil? will there be a league's cup there an objective to do a tournament there in conjunction with of course nwsl
2: Yes, but we have also, I think, to do it uh, uh, with MLS. Mm. Uh, I think that these three uh, parties can evolve together because women's football is one of our most important properties in terms of growth. So uh, I would like to do that with MLS and with uh, the Women's League.
1: Well, the best of luck to you. Buena suerte, Miguel Arriola, Liga MX, Presidente. Thank you so much for being part of CBS Sports and Que Pod.
2: Thank you so much. Muchas gracias, Luis Miguel. Un a toda la afición.
1: Here I am with CONCACAF's very own, the head of CONCACAF, FIFA VP, Victor Montagliani. Victor, a pleasure to have you. How are you?
3: Thanks, Luis. Great to be here.
1: It's a, it's a great day for you. How are you feeling about it?
3: Oh, it's a great announcement. I mean, uh, expanding our Champions League and the way we expand it, Everything's relevant, uh, you know, with our three regional cup competitions flowing into a knockout uh, format of our Champions League with a with a final on the weekend. I think uh, it's great for fans because every game means something. Uh, It creates regional rivalries uh, and it also creates regional champions. And then ultimately we have a CONCACAF Champions League champion that uh, will go on to... uh, uh, World Cup.
1: Yeah, well, actually, this was my question beyond that. I mean, it, it might be a rhetorical one, but how do you think this newly formatted leagues up helps CONCACAF's growth, not just within, obviously, Mexico and the US, but overall in general as well?
3: You know, like they say, right, uh, high tide raises all boats. And I think by by sort of giving, empowering the regions to create their own cup competitions, uh, they're just going to get better playing with each other. And then obviously, when they come into the knockout phase of the Champions League, that experience of playing more games, uh, more often, uh, in, in an environment where you know, uh, where you you know, if you lose you go you go home, and if you win you go on, that's just going to make clubs better.
1: Yeah, is there? Do you think there's an objective as well to maybe help out the women's side of things and WSL Liga MX Femenil as well in the future?
3: Yeah, we've already started the plans for a women's championship. Okay. Uh, Where uh, you know we're in a sort of a draft form. We've already talked to some of our obviously uh, big leagues. Uh, we're going to do it, uh, and so we. But we want to work with our stakeholders. It's not about us just announcing a format, just like we did here. So we've already started those discussions with our stakeholders in the women's game, and uh, we sh- hopefully will have something shortly.
1: Yeah, another rhetorical question. I'm sure, but this is a great way, I guess, to build up that mountain, that snowball that's going to grow ahead of the World Cup in 2026.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, national team players come from clubs. And so the better that the club system is, the better that the club competition is, the better that your teams will, your players will be played when they get called to your national team.
1: So NYC was a host city in the 1994 World Cup. I know that today was a a pitching day. How did that go?
3: It was excellent. Uh, The team, uh, the sort of New Jersey, New York City uh, team uh, led by uh, Mayor de Blasio and uh, Governor uh, Murphy, uh, you know, uh, brought it, as you guys like to say here. You got to bring it. We and brought it. We brought it. And uh, listen, I think, uh, you know, they put the best foot forward. Uh, you know, we, we still have to do a lot of due diligence. But I have to say that, you know, uh, we're on, uh, I think, city number seven of, of 20 or venue 27 of 23. I have to say that it's I've been very, very happy with everybody uh, that has really put um, their passion and really uh, uh, illustrating how they want uh, this World Cup.
1: There's going to be one city that's really up there leading the race, don't you think? Is there one,
3: Victor? Well, at the end of the day, unfortunately, there's going to be cities that will be disappointed. Right. But I think anybody that becomes a host will be very happy.
1: Yeah, that's great. Victor Montagliani, CONCACAF head, FIFA VP. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Louis so much for sticking around that was the three interviews with the big players regarding today's big news and now i will pass the baton to wiso vasquez and jimmy conrad as they discuss a little more from a reaction perspective and two great guys who know both leagues very very well stick around jimmy conrad wiso vasquez discuss right now
4: yes thank you so much Luis Miguel Echegaray, I am Jimmy Conrad, and yes, I am here, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Wiso Vasquez. Now, Wiso, I just want to get your initial thoughts about the League's Cup, and I'm just going to preface your thoughts by saying that it feels like a precursor, a little, let's put our toes in the water and see how it feels, and then after the 2026 World Cup, if it goes well and that goes well, then maybe we'll merge the leagues. Yeah,
5: Jimmy. Jimmy, What do you you think? You hit it right on the spot interesting from mls and all these suits coming together they know what they're doing you know they're seeing what happened in europe with the super league right and how the madness of that was and they're saying we could be the first ones everybody in the world this could be historic this is you you know it's it's big news it's big news the two giants are coming together and making something of it and uh see here you just like you said right there's like little
4: whispers of what can happen well this is it right and it's not stopping here no, I don't think it's going to stop here. What I'll add is that ah, there's so many different ways to take this. One, one from, from an, a negative standpoint, I'm a big fan of the Open Cup that we have here, the Open yeah. Cup competition, the U.S. Open Cup, the oldest competition for the sport in this country, and it never gets the love it deserves, and I feel like this competition is going to continue to push it down a mm-hmm. little bit farther. That makes me sad as someone that kind of loves the history of, of what that stands for and just the history of the sport and how it it's a, been built here in this country so that's on that one side and obviously how it makes the champions league Concacaf champions league a little more convoluted uh and yeah. maybe it gives an opportunity to some some smaller nations to get some clubs in there but but on the positive side i do like to what your point is that it taps into this natural rivalry that exists between us and mexico and even when you play a quote-unquote friendly either at the national team level yeah. or at the club level it's never a friendly. It's always something a little bit bigger. And I think that's going to help raise the level of the game and raise the level of the stakes because even when those European teams or South American teams or even Mexican League teams come over to do their summer tours in the States to to fleece the American public, as I like to say, those games were really important from an MLS perspective because it always gave us a chance to kind of rub shoulders with the big boys. Now, their fallback was... Well, it's just preseason. That's why we lost to an MLS team and never Mm -hmm. happened in a real competition. So we needed to get into the FIFA Club World Cup. We needed to have these competitions to actually have real meaningful games against top level competition. And I think the League's Cup is going to provide that. But it's just starting from scratch in a lot of different ways. So it might take a while to get that elevated status. What are your thoughts on that?
5: It's going to take a while for, for sure. But like I said, right, they're finally dipping their toes into it. Um, look, I'll be with you right there. When 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 you talk to fans, especially Liga Aimecchi's fans, about some types of the leagues, they're not wanting it. They're like, leave us alone. We don't need this. We're going to continue to have Liga Aimecchi's. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. But when you come into it, it, this is a test, right? They're going to start putting it a month-long tournament where I still have questions as where is it going to be played because that's one of the things, well, if it's played in the U.S. the whole time, you know, there's advantages there. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to be also in Mexico? But if they're taking from the MLS's back tournament and they're looking at that, that was all played in one place. So interesting to see. And I guess that's where they said that later on they're going to come out with more news between both of them. Um, again, it is historic. And uh, they're going to take all the stats from it, viewership for it, attendance for it. They're going to see that, look, everyone says they don't want this, but the numbers say otherwise. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and it kind of goes that way, just like you're saying it. Liga and Mekis fans say they don't want this, but then they go to all the games, right? right, and, right, right. Or they're watching it. They're going to watch tomorrow in the League's Cup, this cup that supposedly means nothing. Seattle, a good team, and Leona, a good team, are going to face off you know, I'll be there. And as much as people don't want to know, you got mix loses. That's a big step. I mean, it's going to mm-hmm, be big. Mm-hmm. So they know why I just, I'm now questioning so many different competitions, the gold cup. Are they going to move it around? Do they have the nation's leagues on there? Is it the, the national team players are look at the summer. If that's yeah, our break, yeah. it's a lot, man. But it's a lot.
4: So, so, so from your perspective and speaking from a uh, Liga, MA Keys, perspective Mm -hmm. do you think mls gains more from this relationship or do you think there is there is more to gain from from the mexican teams because they can kind of tap into their fan base that live in the states and they can get more visibility to the casual fan who wants to know a little bit more about what's happening Well,
5: well two ways to go about it who, who does it benefit? Does it benefit the fans, or the benefits the clubs? The <laughs> clubs, you know, you're going to look at it with a year-long, uh, you know, a month competition that goes against MLS. The value is going to go up. The league yeah, value is going to go up. Right. Brands in the United States are going to want to put their num- their name in the you know in in those jerseys,
4: or they're going to want to tap. Wait, wait, wait. America. Time out. Time out, we? So, how are we going to figure that out? Because Mexican league teams have about eighteen thousand brands in their jerseys, and you, well, and MLS teams are only going to have like have one. But now I guess well, they're going to have to find that middle ground.
5: No, there, you just said it. You just need one versus the eight, the value of the dollar and That's the pencil. That's, dude, true. That's dude, true. Right here, you're just going to have – I mean, I, I have the Leon Charlie jersey here at the Office Depot. But, but I mean, it, it it is, right? So, the value of the teams will go up. They're going to get more money. They're going to start seeing those brands coming in because Mexican fans are going to want to do this. So, yes, that will definitely impact. And then the MLS, the competition, right? The prestige, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. making sure you're playing in a month-long tournament against really good teams – and the competition is going to be better and, team, and players are going to want to play. Mexico's always fans always want to go to the Libertadores to go play in those. And, you know, that that's where Liga Mexicans look. We're going to have course. our own and we don't need that. I don't agree. Right, but. right.
4: No, what I wanted to say with regard to the competition is going to be great. But for everybody that doesn't know at home, week after week, the games that get the most viewership in the United States don't come from the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Don't come from La Liga or Bundesliga, Serie A or Liga or MLS or NWS. It is Liga MX, and and it's consistent, like week in and week out, the highest numbers for for viewership. And I feel like at some point MLS, whose numbers are a bit stagnant, don't grow maybe in the same way that uh, the Mexican League does, or have to look into that. And anytime those two teams, yeah, the teams play from those leagues, everything's heightened. Everything everything just feels a little bit more important. You get that, that intensity that I think that you see maybe on a weekly basis everywhere else around the world that maybe that's the knock against MLS that because 14 or 16 teams or whatever make the playoffs, yeah. you know, that the regular season doesn't matter as much. And so I feel like we can, we can with this Leagues Cup kind of format, they've got a couple of years now leading up to the 2026 World Cup where let's, let's see if this could actually work. And obviously the logistics of it, and what that means moving forward. Now, I've had the chance to play during my career uh, down in Mexico for a CONCACAF Champions League game, and it's intense, you know. And I think they would welcome having American or MLS yeah. teams come in and be like, all right, you think you can handle us over in the States? Try to handle us here. And I really think, and then I'll buy, and, and, and conversely, honestly, having a meaningful game for, let's say, the LA Galaxy against Club America at, uh, you know, at where they play in in LA would be unbelievable. And and, and because with something really riding on it, we really take these games and elevate the whole thing. And I think it, it would benefit everybody ultimately, but I still feel like MLS gains a little bit more because they had, they had more of a gap to to bridge as opposed yeah. to League MAT, yeah, which is a little bit more established.
5: They definitely do, right? The viewership will be there. Right now you have a whole month and both of the leagues stop and everybody's watching. Two countries are watching the games because they're going to continue to watch in the games. Fans are going to travel, uh, it depends. And it's uh it's now and it's not going to count, just like you said, it's going to count as something, right? Although I was looking at all the Conca champions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. 16 teams, five go in, three go out. I mean, it, it is crazy. And I'm, I mean, I guess those guys are going to try to figure out. My question to you is, what about the rest of the region? It's not, you know, that's where, what yeah. happens to Central American teams? Do they just see this month long tournament? Are they stopped? Uh, and uh, Mike, that's, that's, I guess that's the question
4: that I have to. Yeah, answer. no, but I think, I think what's interesting is, is just what happens with, the CONCACAF Champions League, because from what I understand, the teams that are going to be competing either the League's Cup or some other competitions will be pulled away. That's going to open up more slots mm-hmm. for the Caribbean nations and for Central American nations to get their clubs involved in the CONCACAF Champions League in particular, because they're going to expand it, I, I believe, to 27 teams. Yeah. So it's going to open up more and more slots to make that happen, for them to get some more notoriety. And we can also see, based on just the 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 evolution of MLS, which is giving more opportunities to Central American players that their national teams are already benefiting from having a, a yeah. bigger domestic league nearby. So I expect this to have a positive trickle effect down to, to some of the smaller leagues and smaller clubs that exist in the CONCACAF region. But obviously we have to wait to see. How well,
5: it's like the part. nation's league, right? I mean, the, 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 those, those smaller countries loving the nation's league, they get more opportunity to play. So, right, right,
4: right. Which, which
5: we'll see. I mean, it, again, it's uh 2023 will be here and we're looking at that. So I'm glad if something was answered, people are going to go, Oh, well, this is it. You know, we're never going to have the join. but like you said, 2026 comes around and I think uh, we kind of looked at it when we started seeing these news that it could be like baseball. If you remember the two leagues coming, there were kind of mm-hmm. separated. Then the interleague started playing around and then that kind of worked out. And then all of a sudden, Years years later became the World Series, and then those two th- those two leagues came in. Again, historic because I don't think there's another two countries in the world that can do this. England, yeah, yeah, coming together in UEFA to doing something like well, this. Um, Tina
4: Brazil. But, well, you could do. You could. I thought that Belgium and the Netherlands were considering merging their leagues because of the same the same type okay. of thing where they had you know each each league had three really dominant teams, three or four dominant teams, but then the rest of the leagues just didn't have the budget to keep up. And so it felt like that could be a possible merger, which I remember hearing some buzz about. I don't know what the follow-through is on that, but that's one to keep yeah. an eye on. But but yes, in terms of big, big, big giant nations, with all due respect to those particular ones, yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of size, just the size of each country, you know, this there I don't think there'd Jeez. be any countries that, that can match this. And and with regard to the teams. So let's talk about the format because by the time 23 comes around, mm-hmm. I do believe MLS will be at 30 teams. I think they're gonna definitely be yep. encouraging that. They have Charlotte. They have St. Louis. Charlotte's coming in next season. St. Louis will come in 23. Sacramento, their owner backed out. So that's still a question mark. I'm sure they could get Las Vegas, which I think they were really excited about that as a destination moving forward. So I think they'll get to 30 by 2023, which means we'll have 30 MLS teams and 18 Mexican League teams for 48. What's interesting about their format is it's the exact same format as the new expanded World Cup in 2026. (laughs) Were you and I, I'm I'm pretty sure this is my why FIFA could probably be for this because like hey let's see how this goes and how everybody receives it. And if it sucks then maybe we'll rethink how we want to do ours or at least maybe change some of the format. They won't but but that's just something they could look as a crash test dummy. So you have 16 groups of three teams top two mm-hmm. teams get out of their group and then you go into a round of 32 and then it looks like March Madness single March elimination Madness. all the way to the final. This is
5: in the spring I mean it's like the MLS is looking everywhere to see what we can <laughs> do from all the sports. But what is what does everybody love? March madness. Betting is crazy right now. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at, at more games in a month, back and forth. It's it's like they're looking at every other sports and the ideas and seeing how can we take this? And you know what? Credit to them because all sports are doing that, right? They're they're yeah, seeing that yeah. it. it's
4: it's it's crazy to see again. Uh that's a lot of games. That's a lot of games. But but so the winner would would be if they won, it'd be seven games. They'd have to win mm-hmm. seven games. I mean, I yeah. guess they could draw one and win one to get out of their group, and then from there yeah. they have to win the rest. So five straight yeah. to 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 win it all. My my question is, what happens if you get bounced in the first round? Like you're in, you're out after one week. Nowhere and to play. You got nowhere to go for three weeks. I guess there's a lot of friendlies that could be played there during that time, but it still feels. Like maybe that part of it wasn't thought out so.
5: <laughs> well, yeah, 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 and then, and again and then the national team—that's where I'm going back. It all comes back to the national team of what other tournaments that are there. The yeah. Gold Cup, uh, you know, squeezing and by the Nations League that are that's there. Um, I get it. You know, these are professional athletes. They're you know in Europe they play two games a week for the whole month long, but. Uh, could it be saturation of games and the quality going down to them? I mean, we're seeing there's clubs out there in, in Mexico that are, you know, send younger players that really don't care. Um, and ultimately, I, I think this is all just because MLS needs, you know, a cup in 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 league in the league. So that's why they're doing all this.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I, I do think that uh, like most decisions that are made, there's always a financial implication to it. And obviously they want to see how much fruit they can bear from this particular yep. decision. Let's let's say like this. There's a question here. Is there an incentive for players to get bounced out, considering fixture congestion? Congestion. Do you think, We so (laughs) like actually maybe even have a little bit of a two-week break prior to like yeah. I mean, there you go.
5: Right. I I need some time and some rest. Here we go. Does it really matter if we can come in? There are teams that are going to want to win it. Leon, my team, my hometown team. They they were bounced out last year the Concacaf. They're going to want to win tomorrow. So it just depends on what the incentives from that from you know whatever season Chigos is having a horrible season this comes up this is a way for them to regain some fame with the fans so it just kind of depends on there interesting enough i think somebody asked on garber about the players if somebody talked to the players about this and he's like of course <laughs> we talked and we you know we have a pool of players and we what are the players gonna say no yeah right? right i mean but uh i it'd be interesting um to see what players really want and 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 if they're liking this idea or not
4: yeah like that's Probably a guest or two we need to have on future KGalasso podcast. Like so what do you think now about NWSL and the Feminine League in Mexico? Do you feel well, like that's something they should consider as Yeah, well?
5: here we go, right? I mean, you're starting to see teams going from one, uh, you know, playing across. You saw the Dash and Tigres, although it's, it's kind of like on the other side, right? It's just the, the competition completely different. But why not? I think my colleague and I, Amy just tweeted out, now do it for the NWSL and Liga MX Femenil. Um, and start those processes. And I think everyone and everyone on both sides, especially in the women's game, sign me up more games, more exposure, especially against the best players in the world in the NWSL league MX Feminine elite will want to, and uh will jump on it as fast as possible.
4: Okay. So I've got a couple more questions just yep. for us to discuss and for everybody listening to, to chime in, of course, hit us up on Twitter at Kegolasso pod. Yep. If you want to ask us anything, I will say, The first one that I want to get into is the compensation, because from what I understand, there is going to be significant compensation Mm -hmm. for the teams as they progress to each round, which obviously to keep them motivated to to perform, which kind of leads me into the question itself. Have there any been Mm -hmm. or any broadcast rights been talked about with Garber? Did you hear anything about Mm -hmm. that? And, And are they packaging this whole thing? Over a three-year span leading up to the World Cup, or what's the buy-in? Is it just yeah. year by year? Because I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated about this whole thing. About the, it's got to be. The, it's
5: got to be the packages. It's got to be packaging it up. It's it's Liga MX is is, is doing that MLS too, and. And I think that's where it all goes to the viewership, right? into the TV rights of, 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 of who's getting it. And now MLS and Liga Men's coming together and splitting the profits. Mm-hmm. It's it's huge. I think that's where it comes from. Um, you saw the big Univision 2DN doing it with Televisa and coming together for 2DN on both sides from a U.S. and Mexico standpoint on that end. It's like we're starting to see that everybody's coming together. And becomes mm-hmm. this behemoth of of, of ratings uh, that they can sell off, and that's yeah. more yeah. more money for the leagues, more money for the teams.
4: <sighs> it's fascinating. The whole thing's really fascinating to me, from from on the field and off, and not only from a team perspective, but from the front office perspective and and the leagues themselves, and yeah. Yeah, this is an interesting time. They just have time. to do
5: more for fans to get up. I mean, right now you ask a fan, they're gonna say they don't want it. Liga MX fan, and I don't know about MLS fans. They're they're you know for your, for example the NWS uh, the the those lower tournaments you know um, yeah for Liga like MX yeah, yeah 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 right. the Open Cup and I think a lot of fans right now they just they, they don't like it they don't want to do it it's they they call it a molero, which is you know just playing games for money and uh, it's gonna take a good PR campaign to finally fans to go okay. I like this. I'll buy this. I'm gonna go, and uh, we'll see how it makes our teams better and our players better.
4: yeah, no, i'm 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 with you on that. And like I said before, I think the implications of the finances are going to really probably mm-hmm. determine whether this is a success or a failure and whether they want to move forward with it. So let's just take a couple minutes here. We so to maybe extrapolate the possibility of the two leagues merging. <laughs> we said it right from the offset that this is a precursor to that potentially happening. So they'll tie it up with a nice little bow here at the very end. If everything goes well, and then the 2026 World Cup goes off, do you think it's possible that these two leagues could merge in the future? And, and kind of leaning on this experience of the League's Cup to get us there. And just to throw this in there, I think that that opens up that conversation mm-hmm. for promotion relegation because you'd have mm-hmm. 48 teams, and you could potentially just hear me out, everybody. You could get, you could probably add four more Mexican teams from the second division to make it. Uh, you're 22 there. And I think there's eight Canadian Premier league teams. So that would make it 60. And you could potentially have three divisions that all three of these leagues could equally control and figure out from the logistics standpoint there, but you could have three divisions that, that you could model. Now I'm sure there'd be some pretty pissed off clubs about wanting to go down to the third division or starting there. They could yeah. work that part of it out. But do you think that's a possibility and that this is a sign of, of where everything is headed? I think the f- the owners and the people with the suits want this to happen
5: really bad they're seeing their clubs especially i'll give you the league I mckies and talk and talking to people in clubs they're seeing up top and going you know we need to be a part of this and they need us to be a part of this mm-hmm, I, and mm-hmm. I think everyone on that side is saying let's 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 figure out a way to work together let's hear how it be historic if we can get the quality of mls to rise right if we can get those players and now it becomes attractive and it's not and in 10 years 15 years. We're getting huge signings in Liga Mekis and MLS. Why not, right? I think the problem has always been that the quality's not there with MLS. So Liga MX is just all right, bringing in that quality. But what if, what if coaches start coming in the league and they're paying mm-hmm, more? Mm-hmm. And in twenty years, you're starting to see a great league with great players and young talent and academies. And if it all works well, why not,
4: right? So, so, but, he, so here's my one question. Then I'm going to jump in because I feel like I'm asking this for the listener who's probably thinking around the same thing. So who adopts whose style of salary cap? Do do, do you think Mexican League teams who don't have a salary cap will want to adopt what MLS have, which is very similar to all the other sports league in this country? Or do you think that the pressure from the Mexican League teams who are so used to spending on whatever they want will start to infect the, the American owners to open up their pocketbooks and get after it. What, what do you think? Jimmy, you,
5: Jimmy, just, you're asking a question. that I mean... I, I know. know. That's what I do. It's I, crazy I love
4: living in a hypothetical world. Th- 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 I don't th- live in th- reality, we th- say.
5: What really... It, it's like the bad arguments on both sides. Nobody likes either, right? right it's like, right. Imagine having all the money in the world. You're going to bring... And, you know, then then you got the smaller clubs that have problems with Well, it. Then, you PSG, right? <laughs> so,
4: then you have PSG, right? So Then you have a PSG team that Mauricio Pochettino doesn't even know how to manage because there's too many luxury to players on it. They're not even a real team. But go ahead. Keep going.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Like, that's, that's, that's the other problem. And then there's the other one. There's a salary cap, and it's – doesn't matter. It feels like the most popular teams are always going to have an advantage anyway. Right. Right. So actually, I don't know. I, I really don't know. And when it gets into that and what adopts, so I think this is why let's have a test run. Sure. Let's figure out if this actually works. The numbers are there. We'll get the brain. We'll get the guys to think. Figure it out. Regardless, fans are going to be mad. People don't like change. It, no, it, they it, don't. Leave it alone. I, Twenty years ago, Mexico was going. Wait, you're going to two seasons in one year? This, yeah. Right, together, right. I'm throwing my team away. It. It's all for money. <laughs>
4: Yeah, they did. they did. They did. Like, and I MLS think they will with regard to this. I, I think I'm a fan of this, by the way, and I'm not afraid of this change. I think it's a good thing from MLS. I'm actually thinking from an MLS perspective only mm-hmm. and I welcome this and I'm curious to see how it goes. A short answer for you. Are you a fan? Are you neutral or what do I you just, think?
5: I, I'm neutral. I, I, I come back to the fans, right? If mm-hmm. I come back to the fans where it's all money driven, right? And I, I need to, I need to see that quality there. Once, Look, you guys start getting MLS teams to start beating League MX teams more often, and then you're starting to see that. Then the fans are going to walk out. Okay, yeah, okay, hold on a second. You know, uh, yeah, exactly. Everybody loves Mexico, U.S. coming together, regardless if people said Nations League, it right. still hurt. Yeah, right. Of so, uh, the quality goes up, the coaching is there, the lead, the structure. Uh, I'm a fan, but as of now, there's so many things that, that, that could go wrong just because we want a race to be the first to do something like this. So I'll be neutral for right now, but uh, it's not like I'm not going to watch the games, right? It's of
4: course. Funny. Of course. <laughs> yeah, right well, we, so I appreciate you and your insight Jimmy. as always. You're the man. Jimmy. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. I'm Jimmy Conrad along with Viso Vasquez and on behalf of Luis Miguel Etchegarai, we want to make sure that you remember to follow the Golasso pod on Twitter at K Golasso pod. Make sure you hit us up to talk about this or any other topic that you want to subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get them. And, of course, subscribe to the Golasso YouTube page. We'll see you next time. Later! You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition.